Hey everybody, welcome again to F This Movie, the official podcast of FThisMovie.com. Scary movie love for scary movie lovers. My name is Patrick Bromley and I'm super excited for this week's show. It's our first official Scary Movie Month show, which means we're talking species, baby, and I'm yeah. joined by Sill himself, Adam Risky. It's Silk. Because I'm the guy, so. <laughs> oh, all right. Sil K. Yeah, Sil yeah, um, K. <laughs> happy <I> R&B. <laughs> happy Scary Movie Month. We've already released two podcasts this week. Yeah. One if uh, you're on the Patreon and another special episode with Blake Fischera. So make sure you're listening to that. But this is our first official Scary Movie Month show, which means we're going to read some of your Scary Movie Challenge entries. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are unfamiliar with the Scary Movie Challenge, every day during the month of October, go to fthismovie.com. Every time you watch a scary movie, go to the website, leave a seven-word review if you are able. Some people were having comment issues. We've been trying to fix them behind the scenes. It is a blogger issue, not an us issue. I apologize. Uh, some people have gotten it to work, so hopefully you don't give up and keep trying. Should we read some of these? Yeah. Let's do it. You do the honors. All right, I'll start because the first one I have is from Miko who so kindly, once again this year, is tallying up the Scary Movie Month entries. So nice. Thank and, you, and his entry is on the movie we're talking about tonight, baby. Oh, good, because I got a Miko, but it's not that one. All right. So, yeah, go ahead. Miko Vanika says, of species, brings back so many seminal teenage memories. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. We will definitely talk about that. Um, not not gross, but we will talk oh, about Oh, no, that. we're going to be gross. Yeah. I was thinking, like, I don't think I'm going to do it because it would just be easier to get the joke out of the way right now. But I was I was toying with, like, just saying statements about species as you would do during yeah. a podcast about right. a movie. Right. But ending every sentence, and she's hot. Well, sure. That's yeah. the subtext of the movie. Yeah, it kind of really is. It's yes. like, it was one of those things where I was like... How much can we talk about how hot she is? With because like it's such a thing with this movie. It's like a yeah, major it's not even component. subtext. It's yeah, just the text. Of it's the a movie. major component. It's like if you would be disingenuous to ignore it. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah we anyway. can't ignore it. Anyways. Um, all right. My Miko one is for Hellbound Hellraiser two. Um, it says directed by Tony Randall, but I think it's a different Tony Randall. Yeah, not the same Tony Randall. That would be so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I like to tear flesh apart and Annie Hall. Um, so uh, Miko's for Hellraiser 2 is, I have to finish the puzzle. Relatable. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mac McIntyre, A Fury of the Wolfman. Video nasty? No, more like video nashy. <laughs> I've never seen any nashy. Have you ever seen? I've seen a lot of nashy. Yeah, good. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's okay. not most of it's not good, but I enjoy okay. his stuff. What would you compare it to? Is it like Hammer? Um no, cuz it's a lot sleazier okay. than Hammer. And he his stuff runs the gamut. He's all over the place. Okay. His Wolfman movies are a lot of fun. Cool. Okay. Um JM Vargas for Urban Legend, uh Pembleton University's Bechdel test failure 100%. <laughs> Frank Levesque of Silent Hill. Hey, TV's Rob DiCristino, please explain mythology. I love that TV's Rob DiCristino is caught on. You're welcome, everyone. Very good. Very good. Uh, okay, Brett Cullum for Hellraiser. I thought I asked for cinnamon bites. Brett Cullum of the Black Phone. I would die because I only text. <laughs> um, Eric, our own Eric Ashburschlager for Trick or Treats. Uh, gotta quit starting October with terrible movies. <laughs> I 
started with the ring to yeah. write a column yeah. and i was just like i've already fucked this up like i don't really like the ring i don't like the ring at all yeah like i liked it the first time i saw it but no. it's like very one and done yeah but i i have that eric every year where like if the first movie i watch is not great i'm just like i completely ruined it <laughs> forget it yeah i so related to your tweet today because i was thinking the exact same thing yesterday adam tweeted like that on October 4th, he's already said that October is ending <laughs> soon. And yeah. yesterday I was having that feeling because I was like, I'm really happy right now. I'm yeah. going to be really upset exactly. when I have to take down all these decorations and stop eating Count Chocula like an adult. Yeah, the decorations look great. By the way, Monster Cereal Yogurt, like the Yoplait Yogurt okay. of Booberry and Frankenberry. Okay. So good. It's good? It's better than the cereal. I remember Trix yogurt used to be good. Okay. It's probably mostly sugar. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's more of a dessert. You know. A dessert yogurt. You know, healthy. Brian Sager <laughs> of Smile. It's like an algorithm wrote a script. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Me either. Um, Mac McIntyre for Dr. Faustus. Um, Elizabeth Taylor, sure, but space Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> Todd Slade of Rumpelstiltskin, 1995. What? Seven words. Could the review be shorter? Excellent. Um, <laughs> that might be my favorite. <laughs> Ross for Cube, uh, 2021, Japanese remake of 1997's Cube. No gleaming. <laughs> Brian Biddle of The Hunger. More Prince video set death scenes, please. Uh, yeah. Once you've watched like, the opening scene of The Hunger, it's like, is this the best movie ever made? <laughs> it's kind of incredible. Um Lindsay Wilkins for Halloween 2, uh, the Rob Zombie one. I am just a puddle of emotion. Yes. I agree, because yes. not enough people call out how sad and tragic that oh movie is. Oh my gosh, all the Danielle Harris stuff is rough. Yeah. T. Paul of Friday the 13th Part 3, 3D. The third dimension is Laundry Snakes Juggling. <laughs> uh, Mac McIntyre for the Munsters, the Rob Zombie-themed restaurant opens when? <laughs> Angela Hager of Hocus Pocus 2. Great. Now I'm sad about a book. I don't get it, but Hocus Pocus 2 is out, and I was like, it's funny even though I haven't seen it. I watched it, and I still don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, like, evaporated from my brain. Reserve seating coming it. Thursday, everyone. I, 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 it, none of it stuck. <laughs> it was crazy. Like, it's something I was... And you're a you're waiting for. You're a real pocus head, I'm right? Big, I, I was focused on the pocus. <laughs> and, like... The entire time I'm just watching it, and it's like you're reading a book, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like you forgot what you read for mm -hmm. 20 pages. Yeah. I'm just like, what is happening? Oh, yeah, nothing is happening. Um, Pocus 2. Did Mick Garris get paid? That's all I care about. Oh, he's got it. All right, good. Paid. Yeah, because it's worth it. Because he does have a credit that says, like, uh, characters created by. Then they for Nick sure Garris, paid so him, and totally I'm in favor him. of it. Yeah. Make a Hocus Pocus 3 for crying out loud. Yeah, he's very happy with Hocus Pocus and uh, postmortem because he gets checks. Yeah. So good for him. Yeah. He seems like the best. So um, <laughs> Jeff Quinn uh, for Halloween 2, 1981. Should have shot Michael seven times, Lewis. <laughs> Joel Edmiston of Children of the Corn. To be young and of the corn. <laughs> I have that one, too. I love Joel's jokes. Um, Jeff Quinn, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Nuclear war wins stop Atkins from fucking. Jeff Quinn of Bordello of Blood. I do a terrible Dennis Miller impression. Oh, there are no terrible Dennis Miller right. impressions. Even the bad ones are good. Um, our own Robin Buckley, Under Wraps 2. Museums have incredibly lax security these days. And I love that she said that because... In the remake of 
under wraps that came out last year. Okay. And this is the sequel to the remake. So there was never an under wraps two in the original timeline. No, there was just there was an OG under wraps in ninety seven. They did a remake of it last year, and, and now they sequelize the, sequel the remake. remake. And one of the funniest things about the remake is that they go to a museum, and it's like the mummy ancient Egypt exhibit, and it's just a sarcophagus open, laying on the ground with like no partition or anything. It's like you could just walk up and like touch it and yeah. do whatever you want. I'd probably fuck it. Well, sure. I mean, depend. I, I wouldn't do it in the morning. Uh. That's the good time to do it because nobody else has done it yet. Did you know that um, a mummy is the Crypt Keeper's mom? Uh, yes, I did know that because yeah. I watched Lower Birth recently. Yeah. Directed by Kevin Yeager. And Enoch. Director of Hellraiser Bloodline. I believe you're talking about Alan Smithy there, sir. Yeah, he took his name off. Yes, he did. Um, okay. I think you're up. Okay. Adam O. of The Howling. Crooning. Werewolves boning by an open fire. <laughs> I thought I read that wrong, and I thought it said werewolves boring by an open fire, oh, and I was no. just like, I like the Halloween, and I just skipped that. <laughs> yeah, I'm moving on. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I don't read what I disagree with. Surf. Um, okay, Robert Buzzy for the Black Cat, 1934. Karloff would have made a hell of a Bond villain. <laughs> Ross of Survival of the Dead. Romero's final thesis. Irish worse than zombies. <laughs> I was going to let you read that because you're Irish. You know who likes that one? Uh, who's that? Brad Pitt from The Devil's Home. Oh, I need that money, Tom. <laughs> I need that seven-word review, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I was baptized in it. <laughs> Scare him over, man. I was baptized in it. Um, Brian Sager for Alligator, Giant Alligator, Undefeated Hide and Seek Champion. Uh, Sal Ott of Terrifier officially joined PB's reluctant Terrifier fan club. Yeah. Uh, William Smith for Hellraiser. Wiseau voice. You're tearing me apart, pinhead. Uh, Chris Cooper. This is my last one of Hellraiser Debtor. This is certainly the seventh Hellraiser movie. <laughs> uh, I've got a bunch. More. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Frank Levesque for the Mortuary Collection. Clancy Brown almost got me pregnant once. That could be a Patreon episode. Um, ben Peterson for Tusk. Justin Long always gets the short end. Our own Michael Primero, the funniest person I know. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein. What a whale of a picture, Bows. <laughs> Rob Cristino, our own uh, Rob. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2. No Walgreens has ever been that clean. And Rob, all I can say is next time you're in town, I'll show you some clean greens. <laughs> Maybe it's a Philly thing. You guys want to check out this clean greens? I'm just like, it's pretty spotless green. It's good What's, energy. Why, why did Walgreens make the switch to the screens on the cooler doors now? What? All the Walgreens around here, the cooler doors yeah. have like electronic screens that tell you what's inside, but they're like motion sensors. Like, what's wrong with just clear glass so like I could see just... what's inside? That's weird. It's so weird. All right, I'll gonna... take you to one of these greens. Okay. Yeah. Is it clean? It's been pretty clean greens. It's pretty clean greens. <laughs> no, we're, we're back in my in my uh, neck of the woods. Yeah. They have stuff at Walgreens where, like, you walk in and somebody goes, hey, can you help me buy some needles? They won't let me buy needles. And I was just like, what the fuck? What Walgreens are you going to? No one by the racetrack. Oh, damn it. Yeah. There's a lot of needle purchasing there um okay uh will william smith um 
I felt like Chris Rock after reading this one because I thought this was a real slap in the face. Um, Hubie Halloween, Julie Bowen is an angel on earth. Get in fucking line, William Smith. <laughs> um, and then um, Saul for it's it's October when I read the Saul one. I'm so I'd like yeah yeah yeah. I miss Saul all year, yeah. and then when I see his name pop up in October, it's like we got to keep this going every year. <laughs> um, Saul for alligator male pattern baldness is the real villain because that's <laughs> such a fun. Did, did John Sales write that movie? John Sales wrote it, but Robert Forster like brought that baldness stuff okay. to the movie. Yeah, I just love like quirks in creature features type stuff and there's there's some of that in species also we'll get to that where i think that there's like some character color is coloring certainly more than we get now that sort of makes the it come alive a little bit more yeah yeah robert forster's thing was like i would like to point it out and make fun of it before other people do yeah so i'm getting out in front of it and so john sales kind of added it into this got script. it okay yeah yeah, yeah. cool Alligator rules. Yeah, it does. Uh, I have not written a single seven-word review yet. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I'm, I'm like intimidated at the idea of it because I'm like I put too much pressure on myself. Yeah. And so I've watched a bunch of movies and not written a single review. So there's going to be a day where there's like thirty from me because well, there's no it. pressure there. Like yeah. instead of just writing two a day, yeah. How about writing thirty at once? Why don't you just like make a list of everything you watched? All right. Like today, write one word, oh, and then tomorrow write the second I word like for each of the movies. <laughs> and then on Thursday, write the third word. Uh-huh. What about Friday? Friday? What do I do Friday? Take a take a break. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weekend. You've earned it. Yeah, it's, it's the weekend. You earned it. Get back to it Monday. Write the fourth word. Next Tuesday. Yeah. Write the fifth word. Okay. Wednesday. Yeah. Um, proofread. <laughs> Rewrite those first five. <laughs> yeah. They were dog shit. Yeah. Wednesday, send it to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> because they always say, like, you need to have more than one project in the hopper. Oh, true. If you have, like, right. 30. Yeah, that's good. One thinking. of those seven word reviews is going to get picked up to be adapted. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, this is how Stephen King wrote all of his movies. <laughs> he writes, a word he's writing a, six books at once and yeah. just a word in each every yeah. day. Yeah. And then just he's just like, okay, I guess this is the shorter one. I guess this is done first. <laughs> That's how Carrie got. <laughs> He's just like this is the shortest. Um, yeah. Uh, so Adam, have you seen anything scary lately? I've seen some good stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. October's been off to a, a good start. Um, after the ring. After the ring, I did my penance to 2002, which is coming one. this week. Adam's column is coming this week. Everyone. Okay. All right. Well, look forward to that. Um, I. Uh, well, I'll, I'll go back first. I, in September, there's a couple of horror movies that are still in theaters, but I don't think they're going to be in theaters too much longer. You're probably right. So if you want to see them in a theater and you don't mind, uh, you know, you don't want to see it on VOD, you should you should rush out to see Pearl because Pearl is amazing. Pearl is probably my favorite movie of the year. Um, I was stunned when I watched X, like during the end credits, because... A, I didn't know who was playing the old woman. Right. And then when I found out who was playing the old woman, I was just like, this went from four stars to five stars out of four. Wow. And then when I saw like the uh, the trailer for Pearl at the end of X, I was like, is this a joke? Right. Or like, what right. is this? And then when I found out it was like for real, 
I couldn't wait because it's like this technicolor, like 30s movie version of a slasher. It's like May, basically. Okay. And um, it's just so funny, like in a dark way. And she, I don't know, Mia Goth is just so good at like finding every note to hit, like similar, like as Angela Bettis did, where like she can be awkwardly funny. Right. She can be, like, attractive and sexy. She can be, like, very scary. And it's just kind of, like, on the turn of a, of a you know, it, it's very, it's just such a great performance unto itself. And then I really like just how Ty West has kind of, I and I don't know, I have a theory that it's because he worked in TV for a number of years. But he just seems more like fast and loose and less controlled okay. than he was yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. And I'm and I'm a huge fan of like House of the Devil and the Innkeepers in particular. But it doesn't feel like he's, um, you know, like gee, I don't know what the right word phrase of it is. But like, yeah, it just it feels less Kubrick than sure. it did before. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it feels like he's kind of more like run and gun. And like, I think just the partnership between him and Mia Goth has like been so good thus far i just really hope that after maxine she they continue working together i just hope nothing bad happens to maxine yes this is i will true. not you can't have her survive the one thing and then yeah. whatever mm-hmm. she's a new breed of triple x <laughs> and i'm looking forward to it <laughs> um the things i do for my country uh yeah the things i do for a24 <laughs> Uh, and then I saw Barbarian. Yes, which uh, I also still haven't seen. I hate everything. Yeah, Barbarian felt like a like cabin fever to me. Kind yes, of like you're selling me. Like so, Zach Kreger um, is he was an actor. He was in a lot of TV stuff, and then he was in some movies. Like he was in Love and Air Sex, my beloved Love and Air Sex. Um, and uh, he wrote and directed this, and it feels very much like a horror movie that's just kind of meant to be fun and meant for you to like watch it and be like, Oh my God. And then like you tell your friends about it and it's just kind of, uh, it's got like a good, like comedic kind of, uh, I don't know, bent to it. Um, and then there's things throughout the movie that I won't spoil where like uniquely for me, I was just like, this is just for me. And then like something else would happen. I'm like, this is just for me. And I, uh, and then like, I would see the credits of who had like vocal cameos and I'm like, this is just for me. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. It's the type of movie where like, I, I think it's like a three out of four star movie. There's certain things in it that I, I heard somebody describe a certain element of it as kind of wrong turnish, And I was just like that. And that was kind of the part where I was just like, eh, a lot of sheery Applebee going on. <laughs> I wish. No, um, they, they. I think it was a little bit overblown with people saying, like, the developments will shock you. And I'm just like, I've seen a lot of horror movies. Yeah, like, these yeah. didn't really shock me. Okay. But it doesn't mean that they're bad. Um, it's fun. I think it's a very rewatchable horror okay. movie. Okay. Yeah. I'm super excited about mm-hmm. both of those movies yeah. and have seen neither. Yeah. So things are going great for me. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad that things are going great. Although Thank I don't you. believe you. I think your tone <laughs> and what the words you're saying, the content of your phrases right, right. are not matching. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Mm. I will read between the lines. <laughs> um, no, but I, yeah, it made me excited to see what Zach Kreger does next. Cause it's like, 
I feel like, you know, this is his first movie out the gate, but I'm just like, oh, he's got like a great one in him at some point. So, and hopefully it involves air sex in Austin, Texas. I assume it will. Yeah. That's all the guy knows. That's all the guy knows. It's like Catholicism to Scorsese. Mm-hmm. And if you want to purchase something from his wedding registry, just do a quick Google search <laughs> and you can buy something for him and Sarah Paxton very easily. But they're already married. Yeah, they've been married okay. for like five years oh okay but, but it's, you still, still... it's still there it's still there um uh i uh went to the music box of horrors colon scared stupid which is their sh- their partnership with shutter um they're doing a month-long horror series so normally the music box does a 24-hour horror movie marathon towards the end of october however this year um they're carrying over sort of like the drive-in series that mm-hmm. they did um, for a couple of years while the while COVID was in full bloom and the theater was closed, but they brought it to the theater. So like that programming is at the theater. Um, so they kicked it off with a Final Destination marathon, um, which I was interested in going to because I've seen the first four Final Destinations, but only once. Okay. And I have very little memory of almost all of them. Okay. Um. And I never saw the fifth one. So I, I went. Uh, I bumped into a couple of uh, friends of the show, oh, cool. like Brian and Jason. And it was great to see them in awesome. line and everything like that. Um, I, I texted Rob because I was I went solo to this one. But I found there were a couple of funny quotes I overheard in line. And I wanted to read those. Okay. So, um, okay. I wrote, overheard in line. Hey, babe, are you hungry? What's your story? <laughs> Which just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Sometimes, like... I like it, though. I... So, sometimes I think dating is hard, and then I realize, like, hey, babe, are you hungry? What's your story? Has a girlfriend. And I'm right. just like, yeah, it's not true. that hard. It's not that hard. Just as long as, like, you find somebody who's hungry. Um, and then... Um, <laughs> I texted to Rob, I listened to New Metal on the way here to get my mind in the right place. And then he sent me a Daredevil gif. Um, and then I wrote, overheard in line. And this was the funniest one. One time I watched Final Destination on a flight and I thought people would lose their ever-loving shit, but no one did. <laughs> Disappointing. Disappointing. Yeah, this guy was a real amp. Yeah, he was, he was ready. Very, he was a very comic book guy. He was ready um, for the controversy. So I get there. I uh, They have specialty drinks. I ordered a Death Becomes Her, which mm-hmm. is half absinthe and half champagne, and it was gross. Yeah, it sounds it so terrible. terrible. It was so As terrible. somebody who's never tried absinthe and doesn't like champagne, it does not sound good. No, it tasted like floor. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, so, all right, first Final Destination. Yeah. I really liked it. Okay. I think it's really good. Sure. Um, I like that it. it's fun, but it takes its premise seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Wong directed it. Right. Final Destination 2, mm-hmm. David R. Ellis directs mm-hmm. it. Very sleazy compared to Final Destination 1. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, Final Destination 3. Yeah. For a lot of people, one of the low points of the series. Okay. I think it's awesome. Oh, interesting. I really like Final Destination 3. Another James Wong one. Uh, I think the big thing for me with that one is... A roller coaster is the inciting incident, and okay. I find that it, it, although the traffic thing at the beginning of Final Destination oh Two is the best one, epic is epic. Um, and also, TV's Rob DiCristino plays a cop in Final Destination, who gets 2. logged to the face. He does get logged to the face. Yeah. Um, 
not, and he only gets that in real life when he logs into Windows. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's late. It is. Um, and then, uh, uh, but and then Mary Elizabeth Winstead is the the lead, which helps. of Final Destination three, and she's just like the best actress probably right, in the entire right. series. Yeah, that so makes sense. so that helps. Um, so one and three, I think, are my favorites. Okay. Um, Final Destination four. Uh, it came out originally in 3D. The guy who was hosting for the evening, it was the guy, Will, who does like the music box of horrors and stuff like that. Okay. Um, he was like, yeah, we can't get, we couldn't get the 3D print. It was, you'd be amazed how hard it was to find like 35 millimeter prints of three and four. Like it was just, they have like one that's in existence wow. for each of those movies. So I watched four. It's not great. No, it's and especially at shitty. like, what time was it? It was like 3 a.m. Oof. It was a little rough. Final Destination 5, I bailed 30 minutes into it because I was falling asleep. And that was the one I haven't seen. Yeah. And I knew it was on HBO Max. So I'm just like, I'll go home and I'll watch it there. I didn't really like it that much, although I liked the twist at the okay. end. I liked the twist at the end, but the rest of the movie, I was just kind of like, eh. I think it's more like close to four than it is to... Really? For me, it is. Harsh. It is harsh. But, you know, it's October. I got to take the gloves off. So um, <laughs> I so my my series ranking... Here it is is three one two five four interesting yeah i'm the world's biggest fan of final destination three i feel like a couple of years ago i did a podcast on the final destination franchise with chelsea stardust and mm-hmm. i feel like she might have put three at number one as well yeah chelsea so you guys have something to talk about yeah she'd be like what's your favorite final destination movie what's your story mm-hmm. and i'd be like it's three that's my story. <laughs> I would. I it's too early. It's October, so like yeah. I can't give it a pick of a quarter. Oh, okay, right. But I did come up with a new special designation. Oh, it is the late night horror corner special badge winner, <laughs> badge of distinction winner. Got it. But uh, the late night horror corner is something that like just came in my brain. One okay, time, nice. And I was just like, what would that be? And I'm just like, there's a corner where late at night horror fans meet. <laughs> And they discuss the state of horror. Oh. And then they probably pull a prank. It's possible. Yeah. I feel like horror is very divided, though. Mm. I watched this horror movie. I don't want to say what it is. It was, like, super indie, and it, like, wears its indiness as a badge of honor. Like, there's a production logo at the top that's, like, low-budget horror for life. And it's all just, like... Drinking and tattoos and nudity and gore. And I'm like, well, this isn't why I watch horror movies, but I know there's an audience for this kind of horror movie. Yeah. So I just, maybe there's going to be arguments on the corner is all I'm saying. Variety is the spice of life. True. Although I feel like if you're meeting people late at night on a horror corner, Mm -hmm. you probably want to be a little bit more simpatico. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or there's other, there's many corners. (laughs) Like this isn't just... One corner. There's many corners where horror fans meet. Uh, your Final Destination franchise ranking ranking is insane. Yeah. What else have you seen? Um, I watched House of Darkness, the Le- Neil Labute uh, Brides time. of Dracula. This has come up on a show. Brides of Dracula riff uh, with Justin Long. I'll see by saying that in theory, you give away the whole game. But they they say it in the preview. The title, the trailer, the poster, the yeah. tagline, every aspect of the movie's marketing is like here's what this movie is it's a vampire movie yeah and then you see the movie and it treats it like a twist (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) like Um, the last 10 minutes surprise we're vampires like i fucking knew that yeah 
I don't know, but I I liked it from like the passion of the long type of yes. aspect of it. Yeah. Because spoilers, I think people know his name's on the poster. He's in Barbarian. Right. I knew that. And he kind of plays like an even worse version of the character he plays in House of Darkness. Oh, wow. And I feel like he's like maybe in his accepted days, he what he was like the nice guy, yeah. But like he wasn't so nice, Ooh. and like he's using his art to kind of like got it do penance for it, <laughs> which only makes me like Justin Long even more because I think he's such an interesting actor. He's really good at playing likable people who are super unlikable. Yes, yeah, it's like. The De Niro thing where, like, De Niro seems like a normal guy, but then if you prod him in the wrong way, it's just like, oh, there's layers of ugliness (laughs) underneath this guy. Um, So I I liked it, I think, more than you did. Um, I definitely appreciated it from a non-horror element perspective like if it was more like a play about a guy who meets a girl at a bar and they go back to her apartment and then they kind of like it's like where the hookup falls apart yeah (laughs) like if it was that then i think i would like the movie even more but there's um an actress named gia crovaton who i guess did a lot of like stage work with neil labute and she's like one of the she's like the second vampire sister that shows up about halfway through got it and I thought she was really good, and I wanted to see her in more stuff. So I, I, I dug it. I, I was I was a fan of it. Nice. Um, I know you've talked about it already on the Patreon, but I did watch The Monsters. Yeah, I have not asked you your opinion because I knew we were going to talk about it on the show. Yeah, I um, to be honest, I don't oh, know no. exactly what to make of it. <laughs> I more enjoyed it than I didn't. Okay. It's the type of movie that I would love to have just on in the background um, throughout October uh, I love Jeff Daniel Phillips. He's he's the best. Um, I the my main kind of like I guess reservation on the first viewing was it's so shaggy yes. like narratively yes. that I felt like I described it to Brab as like I felt like I was watching like a John Cassavetes movie, <laughs> but with the monsters. But with monsters, that sounds like the best thing ever. Yeah, it, it's just like where I'm just like waiting. I'm like. <laughs> Is there a traditional plot? There is no traditional plot. Peter Falk shows up as Eddie Munster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, like, just all the time is something interesting looking. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, it's fun. And, like, it's like Rob Zombie's pure id just spilling out into a movie. And how many times do we talk about how generic movies are nowadays? Right. And this is anything but, so... And, you know, not everyone's complaint. A lot of people have the complaint about Rob Zombie, like he always does the same thing. He turns everything into that white trash hillbilly aesthetic. Mm -hmm. This is not that. This is something completely different from him. Yeah. When they showed um, the neighborhood where Mockingbird Lane was at the end, I was just like, this is like Rock Donald's and (laughs) Flintstones, but better. (laughs) I was very excited. Um and then I watched uh, the WNUF Halloween special <gasps> last WNUF night. WNUF Halloween special. It's so good. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how well they approximate like an 80s news broadcast and like the local TV commercials and like, you know, the investigative report that they would have on Halloween of the haunted house and everything like that. Like it feels, with the exception of there's like the, the on the scene reporter is like winking a little bit. Um, yeah. But I think the thing that's so good about that movie is it's, like, very playful, especially at the beginning. Mm -hmm. 
But then they seed in like these dark stories mm-hmm. that are sort of unsettling, but then it goes to playful again, and it just fe- makes you kind of feel a little like tension in the pit of your stomach. <laughs> and then as the movie goes on, like where it ends, it's just like that's really upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just kind of ends like you would end if like a tape runs out, and it just feels like this, you know, dot 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 like unsettling like. Blair Witch type story and I really like it I think it's a pretty amazing movie I heard they might do a sequel to it and I hope that there is like a follow up I don't know yeah. if it's a proper sequel okay uh shoot um it, you can like buy it now on DVD oh okay what's it called that's the only way to see it out there Halloween mega tape okay well. I'll leave it up so that we can uh refer back to it but I meant to order a DVD. Maybe we'll watch it for Scary Movie Night. That's a good idea that I just had. Yeah. <laughs> we can watch it right after DuckTales Treasure of the Lost Lamp, right? <laughs> That's a good idea that you just had. It's a really good movie. The animation <laughs> is not up to par with the usual Disney standards. However, when we're talking about elevating Launchpad character from the <laughs> small screen to the large screen, it's really good. And they do a great job with yeah. it. Yeah, Launchpad McQuack. Sure, no, I've heard the name. I, I was. He's basically if Harrison Ford were a cartoon we're duck a duck. pilot, <laughs> so he's constantly crashing yes. planes. <laughs> that was that's so weird because it's like a objectively upsetting thing to have like plane right? crashes, but like in the nineties, it's just like if it's a duck doing it, it's not, <laughs> it's not that bad. If it's a duck doing it, it's for kids, you know. Kids love a plane crash. Ducks are resilient, you know. Um, anything else you want to talk about? I mean, species, life. Oh, of course we're going to get to species. Yeah. Um, I want to know to... what you've seen good lately. Well, I'll try to be fast. A lot of stuff I'm watching is for podcasts because I won't pull back the curtain too far, but between two shows mm-hmm. that we have coming up, I have like 17 or 18 movies to watch yeah. just to do two shows. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, but I did because Adam turned me on to uh, how not to make a movie, mm-hmm. the podcast about the making of Bordello of Blood. I, of course, had to go back and rewatch Bordello of Blood yeah. from 1996, mm-hmm. hoping that – and I, I think I talked about this a little bit on our Rumpelstiltskin commentary that, like, I was hoping I was going to like it more. I didn't. I was hoping that knowing what they were up against would make me appreciate it more. It didn't totally, but it did teach me to like be nicer to movies because you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Because in 96, I was only disappointed. I was just like, mm-hmm. I was so on board for that cast, for that premise. I loved Demon Knight. I loved Tales from the Crypt. I was I was into the Dennis Miller of it all and the yeah. Angie Everhart and the Corey Feldman. I was like, fucking A, man. Mm-hmm. And it really let me down. And like now I know why that happened and how that happened, but it doesn't make for a better movie. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had a well, I think I went through like a brief period after I don't know, it was maybe like two or three years after it was released where it would show up on like Comedy Central a lot. Mm. And I'm just like, okay, like when it's in this context, I kind of like it. Sure. But it's never been like, I've never seen like a showing of it where I'm just like, wow, that really works. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. And it's never going to totally work. 
I I do like the wraparound segments with the Crypt Keeper and William Sadler. That's probably my favorite part of the movie. I missed the scope of the Demon Knight wraparounds. Yeah. Did you know that Gil Adler and A.L. Katz are the two guys at the guillotine who cut off the Crypt Keeper's head at the premiere? No, I did not know or, that. I'm sorry, at the screw <laughs> Poor Crypt Keeper. <laughs> Looks like he got ahead in this business. <laughs> <laughs> Too much Tales from the Crypt. Um, Poor Justin Law. <laughs> the other day I did a double feature. He wanted of... the night of his life. or He, he wanted the fright of his life. <laughs> and he got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did a double feature of Nothing But Trouble and Dracula Dead and Loving It. Oh, wow. That sounds like a new Beverly double. Well, kind of. Yeah. I, Dracula Dead and Loving It I wanted to revisit because they had put it on the new Beverly calendar. I did that last year. <laughs> and hearing them talk about it, I was like, did I not give that movie a fair shake? You did. I did. <laughs> I totally did. Because I saw it at like second run in yeah. theaters and I haven't seen it since. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not very good. No. Part of the problem, I think, is like Mel Brooks had just kind of lost his fastball by Mm -hmm. 1995. Part of the problem is I don't think his movies work as well when they're just spoofing one property. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big Spaceballs guy. I'm not a big Robin Hood Men in Tights guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you could say that those came later in his career because they did. And so that's part of why they don't work as well. I kind of think it's because he's just spoofing one property instead of a whole genre. Yeah. Um, because even young Frankenstein, while he's doing Frankenstein, he's doing all universal horror. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's like he's chasing a fad. Oh, for sure. And it's not because I feel like when it was Blazing Saddles or Silent Movie or, or, uh, young Frankenstein, it's like maybe these are genres that he has fondness for. You could tell he loves at least young Frankenstein. You could tell he loves universal horror. Yeah. And with, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, because, like, yeah, he went on that, or was, no, that wasn't him. I'm just thinking of Leslie Nielsen. I was thinking wrongfully accused. But, like, but Dracula Dead and Loving It, um, you know, Robin Hood Men in Tights, and then Spaceballs. Like, I just, I don't know. I just don't really feel like he's got, like, I, I think Spaceballs maybe because he's amused by, like, just the, just kind of phenomenon that sure. Star Wars right, became. Right. But, like, you know, he made like Robin Hood Men in Tights like two years after Prince of Thieves, yeah. and he made like Den Loving It like three years after Bram Stoker's Dracula. And I, I don't know. I just wonder if he's like really that big of a fan of what he's spoofing, or he's trying to just like do the scary movie thing where it's like this right. is popular, right? Yeah. Well, so these are all theories about why it's not great. Mm-hmm. I think Steven Weber is funny. Yeah. I think Amy Yazbek is funny. Mm-hmm. I think Peter McNichol is funny. Yeah. And does a pretty funny Dwight Fry. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest reason why the movie doesn't work for me is Leslie Nielsen. I, would I think agree he's with that. spectacularly miscast. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's lazy casting because he shouldn't be playing Dracula. He's not playing Dracula. He's just playing Leslie Nielsen in a Dracula cape. Mm-hmm. And by 1995, I'm not saying he's a bad actor, but he stops being an actor. He's just this, he's Frank Drebin. He's wrongfully accused. He's spy hard. He's... Mm-hmm. Just this signifier of something that's funny instead of, yeah. like, committing himself to the role and being funny at that mm-hmm. the way that some of the other actors do, I think. I would agree. Yeah, I always thought Peter McNichol was kind of the MVP of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the scene, I remember the one laugh that I had when I saw it theatrically. I think it was the one laugh that I had this viewing. Mm -hmm. And it's the scene when Steven Weber has to stake. Oh, with all the blood. Mina, Lucy. I can't remember who. I think it's Mina. It's Lisette Anthony, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, with all the blood. Yeah. I, I do feel like it should have gone on like four more times, but I recognize they were probably working within a PG-13 rating and mm-hmm. couldn't. Yeah. And when you say Lissette Anthony, do you mean look who's talking now is homewrecker Lissette Anthony? 100%. That's what I'm do talking about. you mean about. T- forever ambergris Lissette Anthony? <laughs> of course that's what I'm talking oh, about. Okay, good. So upsetting forever ambergris. <laughs> yeah. It's so upsetting to me. Yeah. Why would you go there? It's very, uh, it's very crawls. Lisette Anthony crawls. Yeah, and crawl is going to come up again when we talk about species. By the way, okay. Uh, I don't want to talk about the last one too much. I mean, I rewatched the two Scooby Doo movies. I don't really need to talk about those, right? Mm-hmm. They're not good, but that was another New Beverly uh, push. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't talk about it too much because it's going to step on something that we're going to be talking about later in the month. But I did see the new Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to love it, mm-hmm. and I didn't. And maybe it's just a victim of expectations. I really like the screenwriters. I really like David Bruckner. Um, I think everybody does a good job except maybe the person in charge of lighting it because it was really hard to see on my TV. And maybe that's just a me issue. Maybe nobody else is going to have this problem. Maybe it was a screener issue and Mm -hmm. not a Hulu issue. I don't know. Uh, I was a little bit let down by it. And I thought it doesn't have the campy tone but I think it has more in common with Hellraiser 3 than I would like. Interesting. In terms of, like, the Cenobites are the big bad. One of the things I love about Hellraiser Mm -hmm. is that the Cenobites are almost incidental. Mm -hmm. It's like Uncle Frank and Julia, who are the antagonists. Mm -hmm. Um, And this movie, it's like, uh uh-oh, we got to run away from those Cenobites, and I'm not as into that. Do they go to a club? Sadly, no. No. There's like nary my, a club inside. I'm not a big fan of Hellraiser 3, but I'm a fan of elements of Hellraiser 3 <laughs> and just seeing uh, Pinhead show up at a club right. and interrupt a DJ set is right. one of the funniest things I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. It is time to make the beat drop. <laughs> Did uh, you like Nothing But Trouble? No. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I find that movie very watchable. It totally is. Yeah. Um, So I recently listened to a We Hate Movies episode about it, which is what made me want to rewatch it. And they were talking about all this gore that had to be cut out of the movie after test screenings. Okay. That it was originally super gory, that there was something called like the bone stripper or something, and they would like show what happened to like, uh, what what Baldwin is it? Um, Daniel. Oh, yeah. Daniel Baldwin and a friend and two girls go through the bone stripper at one point. And apparently it was very gory. Like, I want to see that. Fuck the Snyder cut. Like, show me the (laughs) gore cut of Nothing But Trouble. Yeah, and the Schumacher cut of Batman Forever. Of course. Double feature. Yeah, and the the AZ Dizippy cut before he (laughs) – I want to see the original cut of Spawn before Dizippy went crazy with the Big Spawn announcement coming tomorrow. Today, for those of you listening. I wanted to break the news on the show, but, like, then – uh, you had that great tweet where it was like uh, Todd McFarlane's sc- letter with oh, like yeah. the snowman poster. 
<laughs> Mr. Policeman, I gave you all the clues. Oh, I still need to see the snowman. It's really funny. <laughs> it's really, really, really It's like funny. not done, right? They released it like kind of unfinished. I don't know about that. Um, I just know that there's like very random scenes where like it's played like a thriller, like an Alex Cross movie or something. And then like there's a scene where like Michael Fassbender walks into a house and there's like a cleaning person and he's like dancing to like a novelty song no. called like something popcorn. It's no. like boop, 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 and he's like dancing. I know that song. And then like he's just like, oh, sorry. And he shuts it off. And then the scene just continues like oh, this no. isn't weird. He's like, let's listen to that song three more times. Yeah. <laughs> That was That's a visual joke, German everybody. <laughs> this is the German three. Oh. You need to be down here with us. Why do I do joke. such a good Diane Kruger? This is weird. <laughs> Star of Neil Labute's other movie, Out of the Blue, oh, okay. which I don't recommend. <laughs> well, you did the hand thing, so now I won't see it. Um, okay. Species? Species. Now... This is our Scary Movie Month show. This was the movie you wanted to do for Scary Movie Month. For years. Yeah. yeah. Why? Because I love species. Okay. Uh, it's just as simple as that. Yeah. I just, uh, from the first time I saw it, I was, I, I think part of it felt like I was getting away with something because I saw it in theaters when I was 13. Me too, but I was older. Yeah. And I just thought it was the coolest movie I've ever seen in my life because it combined like me sneaking and watching Skinamax. To, right like alien to in horror and like i like the cast like even at the time i knew michael madsen and i knew like forrest whitaker from stuff um and i just think that as a 90s monster movie which i will get to later because i am going to ask you rank species versus these other 90s sci-fi horror mm, movies oh boy. i think it's one of the best of the decade and i think that it does a great job of I don't ever think it's scary. No. But I do, but I do think... Uh, no. But I do think the cast is very likable, and I like their interplay, and I like that they are they have just enough characterization to them, yes. um, that they're consistently interesting. Um, it's a great intro, introductory vehicle for Natasha Henstridge. Sure is. Who seems like the nicest person ever when I watch like, the retrospective interview... Yeah. And I got a cameo message from her from Sonia and Margot once, and she seemed like such a sweetie. Is she and, Canadian? Yeah. Yeah. She's there we totally go. Canadian. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh yeah, I, I I mean like one thing that kind of like really stuck out to me this time was I just I love the little romance between Michael Madsen and Mark Helgenberger in this. I just think it's such like it didn't have to be there. But it brings the humanity out of those two characters yeah. who are very stock, and they just seem to have like such a like playful rush of like oh this burgeoning romance that's happening, and I just think it's like little things like little touches like that make you care about the characters, and it's almost like the plot of the movie is incidental. It's just like <laughs> I want to see all of these people get what they want. Like I want to see Alfred Molina technically does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for Ben Kingsley because spoiler, he gets killed. Yeah, but he doesn't get to have sex, no. and it's just like if I'm going to get like almost I'm, everybody else does. Forrest Whitaker not super interested in it, so it's fine. No. I would totally like let her kill me multiple times <laughs> if I got the full Molina. But like, yeah, and yeah. Molina's the only one to get the full Molina. Yeah, and also else... if he didn't freak out right away, like it, she could have given him a warning. Like yeah, yeah. by the PS, I'm an alien. Right, right, right. 
And she's like, oh, don't freak out. I'm an alien. By the like, way, two days ago, I was a young Michelle Williams. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, now she's Venom. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, oh, the Venom movies. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> not really. Um, <laughs> no, the, uh, but Ruben Fleischer, now he's going to make what? Yay! Oh, now you see me three. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> great it seems like taste a step back. That, yeah. It seems like a punishment for even though Venom <laughs> was very successful. Did he do the second one too, or just the first one? I no. Uh, what's his name? Did the second oh, one? Oh, Andy Circus. There it is. Yeah, this, I was like Mocap. I couldn't remember his name. The circus. His name is Mocap. Yeah, Mister Mocap. That's his, that's his GI Joe name. Hey, Mister Mo, where do you want? <laughs> where do you want the lights? Um. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyways where was my mind um so the pixies um so like i want everybody in this movie to get what they want which is weird including sill yes oh, yeah because like all right she's part human she's part alien she just wants to have a kid right i kind of want her to have the kid sure like she I, does she, she seems like, you know, I don't know. It's one of those things, and maybe it's just because Natasha Henstridge is just so captivating and beautiful, but, like, I almost forgive everything that she's doing that's bad, where I'm just like, eh, she doesn't know. Well, it's that whole, like, yeah. you knew I was a scorpion thing. She's yeah. only acting according to her nature. It's yeah. not really her fault that she does what she does. Right. Yeah. She doesn't mean it maliciously, mm-hmm. necessarily. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. And then... um. You know, Ben Kingsley, I think, is kind of like a bit of a cipher, that character. He's just the mad scientist who, like, has to be punished for the... Right. He's John Hammond, but right. boring. Um, <laughs> but, like, I want Melina to, like, pick up somebody at the bar. I want Forrest Whitaker to, like, fall in love with Long Island iced teas and have friends. I want uh, Michael Madsen to, like, find love even though he's, like, a government assassin. I- <laughs> I want Mark, I want Mark Helgenberger <laughs> to finish that blowjob. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I just am rooting for all of these characters, yeah. and most of them get what they want. True. So it's very satisfying. <laughs> I don't think I have seen this since the theater. Okay. Watching it today, I was like, I, I have almost no memory of this movie. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot more than I remember liking it. Oh, okay. All right. So you did not like it, or did you, I wasn't you just crazy think it was okay? about it? Yeah, yeah, in '95, I was like excited about it, and then felt kind of let down by the MGMness of it all. And now in 2022, that's what I like. That's about what's it, yeah. fucking great about it yeah. is like, look at this cast, mm-hmm. look at this cinematography by Andre Bartkowiak. Look at mm-hmm. uh, you know solid direction. But I kind of wish somebody else besides Roger Donaldson had directed this because... He directs it a lot like a Roger Donaldson would direct His fucking resume. I got it written down. Okay, because I pulled it up on Wikipedia and I was like... Sleeping dogs. Here's the thing about Donaldson. He has never made a movie, except for No Way Out, that I think is like great, but I I can watch almost any of them. I've never seen 13 Days. He's got four that I would say are like three and a halfs. Okay, to what, four. okay, okay. Let's hear them. No way out. Yes. Species. Okay. <laughs> Thirteen days. Okay. Never. Seen and it. the bank job. The bank job's really solid. The bank job is like one of the top three Statham's probably for me. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, that is surprisingly solid. Yeah, but then he has a lot of you know, like afternoon on TBS, yeah. cocktail Cadillac man. 
Yeah. Did you like Seeking Justice with Nicolas Cage? Uh, not especially, no. It's not one of his better ones. The November Man, I remember. That's like one of those movies that's out for like that's a week Pierce in September. Brosnan, right? Yeah. I yeah. remember I was going to like the landmark theaters, the indie theaters a lot when The World's Fastest Indian came out. And I would see the preview for it all the time. And it was like every 1% man in the audience was just <laughs> like, I should probably get a motorcycle. <laughs> I want to be like Tony on the bike. <laughs> they call him Tony. Tony, yeah. Speaking of uh, the, the two Kevin Costner movies he made, I was running late to class today because there's all this construction. Yeah on the road yeah. that I take to get there and I got stuck in construction and I was running late. And so I'm like really walking at a pretty quick clip to get to my class. And I run into the instructor who has the room before me mm -hmm. and he always wants to like talk to me. Mm -hmm. And today I thought he wouldn't cause I just went like, hi and kept going and he stopped me. And I yeah. don't know how to say like, I'm late. I gotta go. He's mm -hmm. like, I watched a movie last night. It was a really good one. Is this like, how he talks? Uh, not exactly. Okay. Uh, he talks a little bit like Gary Marshall, but I didn't want to do Gary Marshall. Um, I want to talk like Gary Marshall. <laughs> but he was like, "Hello, Patrick." <laughs> he was like, "I was see called... that you wear." I wouldn't stop you, but I saw you were wearing your Jim Carrey "Somebody Stop Me" shirt, and I took the hint. He said, uh, "I saw a good movie. It was called." Uh, uh, Dancing with Wolves. And I was like, you stopped me for a fucking movie that came out in 1990? Yeah, Dancing with You're Wolves. You're stopping me for Dancing with Wolves? I gotta go. I'm yeah. late, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I just was like, yeah, this is good. What do I say about this movie? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Kevin Costner? Yeah, yeah, he's in it. Like, yeah. There's no payoff to the story i eventually got out of it and ran away but. speaking of dancing with wolves somebody very near and dear to me recently said i just watched where the crawdads die and it was really good <laughs> and i was just like i don't think that's what it's called <laughs> maybe it's the sequel maybe yeah um <clears throat> so you didn't like species back in the day not really you like it now better it's so Roger like donaldson professional yeah the cast is really good it's a very good mix of trashy and classy. Yeah. Like, it's such a B-movie yeah. done on kind of like an A-budget. And it's not a super expensive movie. It's like a mid-budget sci-fi mm -hmm. horror movie. Mm -hmm. Doesn't exist anymore. So I don't want this to be my entire thesis. But, like, so much thesis? of my reaction. Thesis? <laughs> thesis. So much of my reaction to this movie is, like, oh, we don't know how good we had it. We had yeah. movies like Species, and I was like, eh. Yeah, and now I'm like I would kill for a movie this good and this professional and this functional with this cast mm. because now it would be a three million dollar movie and it yeah. would go straight to VOD yeah. and like Chad Michael Murray would play the Madsen part. That would be okay. <laughs> I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. All I have to do is think of me and I peace of mind. Can Sophia Bush be the Hogenberger? Uh, I don't know if they get along anymore. They I used to be no married. Idea. They were married in real life? Yeah. And they were on One Tree Hill together? Yeah, they met on One Tree Hill, but they, they were, were married? young. I didn't know that. They were young. They weren't married for very long. Okay. But how do you screw that up? I don't Are you a Sophia Bush fan? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's got she's got a great like husky voice, and okay. she's very liberal. And it's, oh, well. Those are the two things that I want in a woman. Listen, you just sold me on <laughs> Sophia Bush. Yeah. So, and her last name is like, little things. 
It's Mark Jones. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Mark Jones, world fastest India. Buy me a motorcycle, Tony Hopkins. Let's go, motherfucker. I'm a big Mark Helgenberger fan. And all I could think about was like, what did those hairstylists do to you, Mark? Yeah, they frumped her. Why? Yeah. Was that a thing in 95? It's like. It's, it's like the episode of Friends when they're trying to give uh, Courtney Cox the Demi Moore and they accidentally give her the Dudley Moore haircut. <laughs> like, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. They gave Helgenberger the Dudley Moore. Yeah. If you want like to get back to Helgenberg heat, you got to go fire down below. Of course. Yeah. That's a movie where she's so good in it that you're just like, is Steven Seagal a romantic lead? <laughs> Because this is working. I buy it. She, like, drags the humanity yeah. out of him. It's great. He fixes her porch. Yeah. But I, one thing I, heart. I, I really like about this movie is that it's, like, the perfect combination of fads from the, that point in time in the 90s. It's, like, danger sex thrillers mm-hmm, were, like, mm-hmm. all the rage. Mm-hmm. So they were capitalizing off of that. I but forgot then, how like, much people fucked in movies. Like that, that, That's why the 90s were great. People are fucking like crazy in this movie. Yes. Everybody's fucking. Yeah. yeah. Michael Madsen gets a blowjob in this movie from Mark Helgenberger. Yeah. Yeah. He's living his best life. And there's a lot of lead up to it. And it's right? just like, I want this to happen. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um... I like the basic premise that just like, oh, there's this sexy oh, alien. Time out oh, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Because I just thought of this and I'll forget yeah, yeah. it. That's one thing. Another thing I like about this movie is like the fate of humanity is at, st- is at stake from eight to five. <laughs> but then it's just like, where are we having dinner? What time is the blowjob? <laughs> and I kind of want that energy yeah. back in movies. No, you're not wrong. Yeah. I like this ragtag team that's assembled to chase down sexy alien. Yes. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just a dumb, good premise for a movie. It's ingenious that somebody watched Alien and then watched Basic Instinct and is like, what if they could fuck the Xenomorph? (laughs) (laughs) It's not, not, there are many worse premises than that. Yes. Yeah. Although, one thing I take. I, 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 okay. So Alfred Molina is the one that, that has sex with Syl. The floppiest of hair Alfred Molina has going on. The 90s were a different time. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. All right. I get she's like half alien, half human, or yeah. a mixture of the, of alien, some, Whatever. some breakdown. Right. right. You would think that like, you taste like an alien, you smell like an alien, like, she couldn't like at approximate this point in the movie, humans that much. Like at this point in the movie, he already knows she's going around fucking people and killing them. Yeah, don't pick up a stranger and have sex with her. Well, he didn't really pick her up. She kind of like just showed up, and she's simply irresistible. <laughs> she's so fine, just double, and I know it. <laughs> like there could have been like all right. There's no song in this movie. It's just score. Yeah, which is a mistake. I like the Christopher Young score though. Yeah, it is good. It's yeah. very like Hellraiser. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of needed like a Robert Palmer music video Maybe. where it's just a bunch of sills in the background and one. Might as well face it, you're addicted and to one Hogenberger kind of like jumping in the yes. background and waving, and then they're just like, "Oh, you're dressed down." What about like five Madsons all with their hair slicked back and black mini dresses? Yeah, just like playing guitars. I like it. Yeah, as long as he talks. 
Yeah, no, he will. And just smokes. Like, Simply your <laughs> Um No, I think Madsen's like, this might be, I'd have to look at his filmography. This might be the last time that he was like thin, handsome, cool. This is like peak movie star Madsen. Yeah. Before he goes like kind of straight character actor. I don't know if I'm misremembering this, and I couldn't find it in anything that I was reading when I was doing prep for the show. But I remember him being a little bit upset, even though he said he's. this is one of the few movies of his that he's proud of. He said that there's like six movies he's made that he's proud of, and wow. he included this in and the And this list. is one of them? Yeah. Um, but he the sequel, no. He said that he just did that for a paycheck, and that's trash. But I don't like the sequel. The sequel's really bad. It's kind of funny, but like it's not supposed to be funny. I can appreciate that at least, like, they made it a man because yeah. so much of this is clearly written by a man. Yeah. Just like, what if the hottest woman on the planet wanted to fuck me? Yeah. And they tried – in uh, Species 2, they tried to make it – actually, both movies kind of rip off Terminator 2 a bit because Species 2, they turn her into good Terminator. Correct, yeah. And then at the end, one of H.R. Giger's <laughs> complaints about – the original species was that the ending, especially before they they changed it a bit, he said like you're just ripping off like aliens and yeah. Terminator two because well, he's like, all German, so he's yeah. like, when are we going to make species three? But he talks like a goblin a little bit, so he's just like, <laughs> when are we going to make species three? I was doing the German three again for those of you at home. Is it of the German mind. three? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but Matson, I think he said. That he was annoyed because this was at one point intended to be like a movie to make him a star. And they promoted it or they did the trailers or whatever like it was a Ben Kingsley movie. Listen, you got to get asses in seats. (laughs) Which I think is funny either way because it's like. Once you see a frame of Natasha Henstridge, it's not your movie anymore. She's the star, everyone. (laughs) Yeah, it's not your movie anymore. And then. You know the scene where she's in the pool with Whip Hubley yeah. and her like face starts morphing into the alien thing? Yeah. Just by that makeup, I was just like, how does she not get like a run on Deep Space Nine as like sure. as an alien? I know she, she did some those sci-fi cheekbones. Yeah, she did some sci-fi stuff like Ghost of Mars and yeah, like, like she did the Albert yeah. Pune movie yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah. like she she could have had. This is just reminding me that she didn't have the career she deserved. I do I do think it's funny that she was in Species. And then she was in a show called She Spies. Yeah. Which I never watched. I never watched it either. But it at least seemed to be in on the joke. Yeah. That was my understanding of She Spies was yeah. like, it's Charlie's Angels. Yeah. And it's in on the joke. Yeah. What's, uh, after Species, what's the best Henstridge, you think? Whole Nine Yards, maybe? Or Dog Park? I haven't seen Dog Park. Should I watch Dog Park? I mean, Park? it's not great, but she's at least a romantic lead. Okay. I liked, uh... She's good in bounce, but she's not in bounce enough. No, not nearly enough. Um, they should bounce Paltrow. <laughs> um, Why do you? Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> That's like me and Rob's dream bedroom because it's like Henstridge with Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like in opposite corners eating popcorn. Um <laughs> Uh, but, uh, and then we're texting each other. Can you believe our good fortune? <laughs> that's, that's what we say to each other all the time. Uh, anyways. Um, yeah. And then she's been in some Hallmark movies, like Christmas movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, she never really 
Maximum Risk, she's not bad, but well, she does. She's fine, but she's, she's just the girl. playing the girl yeah. in a Van Damme movie. Yeah. Like, apparently now she's on. They made Digstown into a TV show. Really? In Canada, and she's on it. Canada? But it's not. Oh, never mind. Joel, it's not Digstown the movie. Joel Edmiston, tell us about Canada Digstown. <laughs> it's not. It's a legal drama called yeah. Digstown, having nothing to do with the James Woods Digstown. Yeah, okay. Which is a mistake because that's a good movie. Okay. Does Canada have streaming? Or do they just have shows? Uh, you know, I don't know. Okay. Joel, let us know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I would say, like, oh, I wish she would have had a bigger career. Although, I don't know how much range she naturally has. I feel like she's got a lane, and they kind of put her in the lane. And, like, she wrote it pretty much as far as it could go. Yeah, I guess I never really got to see her take a chance at another kind of role except for like romantic comedy she kind of does whole nine yards dog park yeah or sci-fi action which we have already named like four or five movies that she did yeah i mean in the interview that i saw with her on the scream factory disc um she seems very like bubbly and i don't think we got that very often because even in like comedies she's sort of playing like the straight man to matthew perry right right jimmy the tulip's wife yeah it would be great if Jimmy the Tulip is just like, I saw a species, and he just holds up a tulip, and she's just like, sure. I do. I do. I will accept this rose. <laughs> it's a tulip. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, it would have been interesting to see, like, because there was many movies that I've heard over, like, especially during the early 90s, where it was like, this was the one that was supposed to be Madsen's breakout. Interesting. Because it was like Species was one. He was supposed to be Vincent Vega in Pulp right, Fiction right, at one point right. before um, he couldn't get out of Wyatt Earp. It's like, where would have his career gone Ugh. from that? Ugh. Although, it would have robbed us of Johnny T. True. He might have had we a comeback, but we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. What do you think of the uh, alien design, the Giger alien design? When it's practical effects, when it's the yeah. Steve Johnson stuff, yeah. it looks great. Again, it's, the fucking resume on this movie. Yeah, Steve <laughs> like, Johnson's pretty amazing. And then even the CG stuff is like Richard Edlund, isn't it? Yeah, the CG is it, a little great. dodgy at the end. But 95 is But 95. it's Richard Edlund working on it. Yeah. What the fuck is what going on in this Edlund movie? Do? Oh, hold on. Yeah. But Steve Johnson, if you Life guys, force, I know, but if you if you ever go to a convention, Steve Johnson is basically Tony Stark, and it's is. kind of entertaining. You pointed that out to me, and I can't see anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also it's even produced by Frank Mancuso Jr., like yeah. of the Friday the Thirteenth series. They knew what they were doing. Everybody who worked on this was somebody, mm-hmm. yeah, amazing. Um, I know he worked on Life Force, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Raiders, Poltergeist, Ghostbusters, Fright Night. Big Trouble in Little China, Masters of the Universe, Monster Squad, Die Hard, Ghost, Alien 3, Species. Good Lord. Yeah. No, I mean, he's the man. Yeah. I love Species, and that would be like his eighth best movie of that list. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know. I, it's interesting to see Michelle Williams at the beginning of the movie. Like, cause For a I long remember... time, this is what I knew her from. So she shows up on Dawson's Creek, and I'm like, is that the Species girl? <laughs> That's the funny thing, because like, people who didn't watch Species were just like, who's this new girl right. on Dawson's Creek? And I'm just like, oh, I know her. That's Michelle from down the road. She's part alien. Yeah, don't trust her. Mm-hmm. She eats pudding. <laughs> <laughs> so much pudding. She eats that chocolate pudding on a train. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, this movie's like really gooey too. Like especially in that train scene where she's like in the cocoon. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's real gross. Why is the goriest moment the girl in the bathroom stall? Like, why does that girl deserve to die in the worst way? In the text of the movie, it's because she's sexual competition. Okay. That's why. I just thought it was such a weird choice to go all in on the gore for that. Yeah, her backbone is showing. Yeah, it's rough, man. Yeah, she's just like out there Debbie Mazaring and like (laughs) she gets, she pays the price. Uh, Yeah, yeah. For many years, you claimed this movie was better than Alien. I did. Do you stand by that statement? I know I like it more than Alien. I don't think it's better than Alien. Okay, well, Um, I can get down with that. I'm more of an aliens guy okay. than an alien guy. Got it. Um, I, th- I, yeah, I don't know. It's just more my sensibility, I guess. Um, there's a lot. Obviously, there's uh, aliens, a groundbreaking movie, but just kind of its pacing is like not my cup of tea all the time. Okay, so, not your cup of pudding. Not my cup of pudding. <laughs> not my uh, chest burster. <laughs> Her uh, skull burster is what we get in this movie. Yeah. Instead yeah. of a chest bursting, we get mm-hmm. her, her alien tongue going through the back of a guy's head. Which... Speaking of which, yes, that scene netted her and Anthony Guidera best kiss at the MTV Movie Awards. His true 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> I read a story about that on the uh, IMDb trivia that apparently he like kissed her on stage when they were accepting the award. And it was not her idea. I am shaking my head in disgust. she said, after they won the award and they were walking backstage, my boyfriend is going to kill me. Wow. And I was like, you know her boyfriend is Street Fighter's Damien Chapa. Oh, I did not know that. He played Ken in Street Fighter. I mean, I've seen Street Fighter. And I wonder if that helped. But I don't remember Street Fighter. I wonder if Damien Chapa ever went up to Van Damme on the set of Street Fighter, and he's just like, I'm dating this girl. She's going to be in this movie called Species next year. You should look into her for one of your movies. (laughs) They were married for a year. Oh, yeah? 95 to 96. Hmm. So during press for Species. Interesting. And then she remarried somebody else who also let her slip away like an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Other nominees for Best you? Kiss that year. Um, Etana sanchez Guion and Keanu Reeves for A Walk in the Clouds. Who could forget it? Not me. <laughs> Sophie Okonedo and Jim Carrey for Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Loved it. <laughs> so hot. Uh, Did Winona- I not watch movies during this time? Winona Ryder and Dermot Mulroney for How to Make an American Quilt. What is happening? <laughs> this one you know. Salma Hayek and Antonio Banderas in Desperado. And they didn't win? They had an amazing kiss because Antonio Banderas means it when he kisses people on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, swallows their face. Yeah. And it's kind of great. Yeah. He's swarthy. I had a running joke where every once in a while on Twitter I would, like, post, like, two people have never looked better in a movie. And mm-hmm. it would be, like, Terry Hatcher and Dice Clay from Brain Smasher. <laughs> sure. And somebody would always jump in with a, a gift from uh, Desperado. And it's yeah. like, yeah, I know that's the correct answer. Mine's obviously a joke, but, like, it's kind of true about Desperado. Yeah. It's actually Jonathan Price and Terry Hatcher from Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, if JP ever goes Malcolm McDowell, I will fucking lose it. And I did. Um, Jonathan Price of uh, of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. 
dead man's chest fame curse of the black pearl yeah well he's in the second one too he's dead in the second one because he's oh, like crossing the river sticks or maybe it's the third one two? i can never remember it if it's three. two or three that he gets but now i'm thinking about kira knightley getting spanked <laughs> well tis the season uh, so um the other mtv movie award it was nominated for it did not win was for best breakthrough performance who won instead of Henstridge? Um, so other nominees were Leela Rashan for Waiting to Exhale, <sighs> Sean Patrick Flannery for Powder. <laughs> I have so many problems with that. Yes, me too. <laughs> um, Chris Tucker for Friday. Uh, yeah. All right, and the winner right. was George Clooney from, from Dust Till Dawn. I love Clooney in that movie, but he was kind of already a star, wasn't he? Like... I didn't see his tits once. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go Henstridge or Chris Tucker there. Yeah, I would just go Henstridge just because, like, Clooney and Tucker will have other opportunities yes. to win an MTV Movie Award yes. later. They don't have to win Best Newcomer. Right. Like, Tucker, I'm sure, won something for Rush Hour, one of those movies. Probably, Clooney right. probably got one for something, like, yeah, out of one sight. fine day, maybe. Yeah, like, most charming lead, <laughs> man. Best rumpled bag of laundry. <laughs> George Clooney in one fine day. Best head on a swivel. <laughs> Um, fourth best Bruce Wayne <laughs> let me see if that checks out <laughs> it might I didn't do the math <laughs> Keaton's better okay Kilmer's better yeah uh, Bale's better yeah Pattinson's better Pat Pattinson's better yeah Affleck's better oh Affleck I forgot yeah no yeah, he's, so he's just Clint, the worst he's, the worst he's just, just the worst um, you're simply the worst um, there's a line in the movie where uh Alfred Molina is watching like a video of Syl. I think this is when she was still Michelle Williams and her eyes are shaking when she's sleeping. Yeah. He goes, rapid eye movement. She's oh, yeah. dreaming. Oh, yeah. And I know I've said that in my head a billion times since Species and I didn't remember it was from Species. Isn't that the best? There was, you... one, t- there was one time I was like in bed and I turned and like my ex-girlfriend was like sleeping and her eye was shaking a bit. I'm just like, rapid eye movement. She's dreaming. <laughs> From the endlessly quotable <laughs> species. 1995 species. Yeah. Um, what should we call it? Michael Madsen, July 1995. Mm-hmm. July 7th, Species. Okay. July 21st, Free Willy to the Adventure Home. Interesting. Which do you prefer? Species. Okay. Politics. <laughs> I'll tell that story for those of you who don't know. Yeah, if you have not. I went to an autograph signing. It was David Carradine and Michael Madsen. Uh, they were very nice, both of them. Oh, then I won't make the joke I was going to make about <laughs> David Carradine. You can if you want. No. He smelled a lot like cigarettes. Like, oh, oh sure. it was a waft. Big waft. Um, so I go up to Michael Madsen, and I had a Kill Bill post. It was like the Kill Bill Volume 1 teaser poster with the sword. Yeah. And... Um, He's slow. So we're talking and I said, I really love Free Willy. And he kind of, and my sister was there with me and she just goes, oh God. <laughs> and then she's like, I can't believe you brought of all the movies you were talking about Free Willy. And Michael Manson just looks up and he goes, what's wrong with Free Willy? <laughs> and then my sister like felt like the biggest asshole right, ever. Right. And she kind of backs away. And then I started talking to Michael Madsen about Free Willy and I was just like, yeah, I really love that movie. And he's just like, I like it too. He's like, second one, not one so of the much. Six I'm proud of. Yeah, he's like, second one, not so much. He didn't even have a real whale, but you know, politics. <laughs> <laughs> what 
<laughs> That's an amazing story. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I read. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Okay, this is great. So this was an IMDb trivia thing about Madsen on the set of Species. Okay. In the commentary track, Michael Madsen says Ben Kingsley was protective of his chair on set and didn't like anyone touching it. Kingsley said Madsen would purposely do things to it, including dumping garbage on it and hanging <laughs> it from a crane. <laughs> I just Take imagine, that, Kingsley. Yeah. I, I just imagine like Madsen being like, you going to sit all day, Sir Ben Kingsley, or are you going to stand? <laughs> I, I dream that, like, when he's not acting in front of the camera, that Kingsley is actually just Don Logan from Sexy Beast. Yeah. Um, Don Logan. <laughs> just, this just intimidating everyone. Cockney son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Freaking everyone out. Yeah. Um, is this the best sexy alien movie? What's it up against? Splice is the only other one I could think of. I mean, I probably like Splice better as a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. I just think it's a little bit more, like, interesting. But, I mean, this is totally solid. The only stuff I didn't really like in this, watching it today, was, like, the last act in the cave. I don't think totally works. <laughs> I, it's not a very interesting setting. The effects yeah. aren't great, as we pointed out. Yeah. Like, it kind of ends with a whimper. It's very funny to me because where are they coming from? They're coming from the Biltmore Hotel. Right. They go down to the parking garage. She runs through a wall. Somehow it turns into the, ca- <laughs> the like Merrimack Caverns, into like the catacombs. <laughs> right. There's the sewer and then the Skulls catacombs lining the yeah, walls. It's just so weird. I don't know. And when, there's like LA is of, famous for its cave systems. It's one of my favorite lines too, where they're like going down a hallway and like there's a dead body of like a guy yeah. who's like working under like below the hotel or beneath the hotel, and then they just go, "She was here." Right. <laughs> I'm just like. There's they're, the, they're constantly <laughs> speaking the thing we're supposed to just be thinking. Yeah. Even rapid eye movement. That means she's, <laughs> she's dreaming. dreaming. It's one of those things like, no, we're just, we just think that. We don't say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny in that club scene we were talking about earlier. With the Cenobites? So, like, yeah, with the Cenobites. It's very distracting because, like, you know, she walks in and then her big move is she takes off her sweater and she's just wearing, like, this Oh, my bra. God, yeah. Butterball, did you see that woman in her bra? <laughs> yeah. Who are you doing? Pinhead. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's <at> the club. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. That helped me. I thought you were doing Ben Kingsley. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so, but the thing that I... I'm so distracted by boobs that, like, I <laughs> that I have to be honest. She's a very beautiful woman. Yeah. So, like, the thing that I didn't keep track of and I didn't go back to look is um, she, like, leaves the hotel wearing a fanny pack and she enters the club wearing a fanny pack. Yeah. So is she just in a bra and, and a fanny, and pack. fanny Interesting. pack? Because if she is, she's the perfect 90s woman. <laughs> yeah, she really is. <laughs> Also, Halloween is in a few weeks, everyone. Yeah. You still have time to get the fanny pack. Yes, exactly. It holds so much stuff. Yeah. Including your shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let's see here. I don't like if I had one. There's one thing wrong with this movie. Mm. It makes no other mistakes. Okay. Just this one thing. <laughs> I cannot stand that everybody calls Michael Madsen Press. Oh, yeah. Even though his name is Preston. Yeah. They barely know him. Right. 
they feel so comfortable with him that he's immediately press. Yeah. We can't hear them. Shut up calling him press. Kingsley and Helgenberger are the worst defenders. Yeah. It culminates at the end where she's just like, shoot her press. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, God. Stop calling him press. Forrest Whitaker, I feel like they go a little overboard with the whole empath thing. Yeah, maybe a little. Because, like, sometimes it, he's also, like, psychic. Yeah. Yeah, which well, I didn't that think was sense. the same. He's just like, which path, way did but, she go? Right. And it's just like, right. that's not really. He yeah. should have been playing his ghost dog character. Better movie. Yeah. He's just walking around with pigeons constantly and a fucking sword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like talking. He's like talking. Alfred Molina should be Doc Ock. <laughs> he's like talking. I'm improving that, this movie. That Haitian ice cream man. <laughs> right. He's just like, what time I, uh, I am passed with a, with a sex alien. And then he just starts like talking to him in Haitian. He's yes. just like blah blah blah. Help. Little Wu Tang plays. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Good God, stuff. Ghost Dog is awesome. It's so good. <laughs> um <clears throat> Yo, yeah. I, I think I was won over by the Madsen Helgenberger thing. Cause like when they um they say so they have like the professional relationship right. and then i guess they bond cuz they both like escape the face hugger thing in the lab and stuff which is a weird sequence it's a weird beat it it's just, like they needed yeah a set piece uh, yeah yeah cuz it doesn't um, vibe with the rest of the movie i don't think no and then there's like this moment where they're at the hospital because like Henstridge gets hit by a car right. and like she goes to the hospital and her her bruises heal uh, at a rapid rate because he's an alien and everything like that. And the doctor's like, ooh. Like, yeah. <laughs> so so um, they're trying to find out, like, who brought her in. Yeah. So it's like uh, Madsen and Helgenberger and stuff like that. And there's this little moment where there's candy on the t- on the desk. And it feels like an, improv- like an improvisation where, like, Madsen just kind of, like, kind of smirkingly, like, flirty goes, like, I don't know, you want some candy? <laughs> like, because it's a, like holds out the bowl of candy to Helgenberger, and she just goes, like, <laughs> she, like, the way that she picks it up is very, like, kind of cute, too. And I was just like, aww. And it's just like, it feels yeah. natural. Right. Like, you right, know, right. it's like, this is like two people at work who kind of are crushing on each other. And right. it's like, this is this little, like, cutesy move where it's like, if it doesn't work out, it's like, you know, whatever. I gave her a piece of candy, but like, if it works out. She will pull down my underpants at the belt more. <laughs> they don't just get together because they're the two heroic leads or the second and third best looking people in the movie because, let's face it, Natasha Henstridge is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nobody else is coming in first. But that they genuinely like each other, which is a nice touch because that yeah. just, again, very rarely happens anymore. Yeah. Um, one person who looks more awkward in a club than Pinhead, Ben Kingsley. <laughs> I will tear this club apart <laughs> with boredom. Um, what He's else? just thinking about his chair. That's the, when can I get back to my chair? Mm-hmm. <laughs> on a crane again. <laughs> Madsen. Um, Another thing. All right, so I'm just going to talk about the steps of this romance. Yeah, yeah. Another yeah. step later yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. On the way to the blowjob at the Biltmore, <laughs> classic BJB. Um, B BBJ. <laughs> Biltmore blowjob. Um, so they're they're at the the hotel bar 
you know, during their off time because, like, you know, you got to take some time for yourself. Right. Got to recharge. Self-care. Um, they're slow dancing to Simply Reds, if you don't know me by mm-hmm. now. And I'm just like, if there was ever a song that cues romance, is Simply Reds, if you don't know me by now. That should have played during the Henstrich Molina sex scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should have played Neutron. As a warning. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know me by now, I'm an alien. And then she should have had a bunch of tentacles come out from her back and stick into him. And then a bunch of tentacles should have come out of his back <laughs> and stuck into her. Oh, it's like Doc Ock. How do you like it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, they all should have just How been playing like their it? more famous characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw me the whip. <laughs> <laughs> no time to argue. <laughs> Um. So yeah. I no. I also like how horned up Melina is in this movie. It's kind sure. of funny. Yeah. I just think. It's, I, I wish that Forrest Whitaker went to the bar with them to hit on those girls right. and stuff who had boyfriends. I just want to see Forrest Whitaker doing his ghost dog flirting. Melina seems to be having a really good time. Mm-hmm. Matson and Helgenberger seem to be having a really good time. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker is doing his best, but his character isn't written to have a good time. And Kingsley's a little bit of a wet blanket. He is. Yeah. Kingsley feels like. It's like the guy on the set that nobody's really friends with. Right. And they, he doesn't have the chemistry with the rest of the group, but yeah. the uh, the rest of the group is really going down to the bar. Right. After, exactly. after a long day of shooting. Right. Yeah. Um, I really like the scene where, so like they, so Forrest Whitaker's just like, they're doing it. They're having sex. <laughs> and then they're just like, and Matson's just like, all right, fine. I'll get my clothes on. <laughs> so like. He goes in there and he like kicks the door in yeah. and then like right through and then it's like Henstridge alien runs through the wall. It's a good trailer shot, but mm-hmm. it's like so cool when it happens in right. the movie. People need to run through more walls in movies. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. yeah. 1995 was a real high point of people running through walls. Mm-hmm. It's just so weird that I, I, I guess movies were just in such a different place that in 95, this felt like a letdown. Did it? it to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was just like... Not eh. like in the culture, you just mean like... No, TV not in the culture. Okay. This movie was a huge hit, which yeah. I didn't realize. It made like over $100 million, mm-hmm. which I guess it stands to reason that they made like three more of these things, although a couple of them went yeah. direct to video or direct to sci-fi. Yeah. Um, and I really wanted to see it, because it's like, it's a new sci-fi horror movie, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, now I look at it, and I'm just like, so many professionals doing their job so well. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the kiss-off line at the end by Madsen? Nah. Yeah, I don't like it. It takes way too long because yeah. he's very laconic. Yeah. So he's just like, let go, you motherfucker. <laughs> and like Forrest Whitaker's just Keep like. Keep your arms and legs inside <laughs> the vehicle at all times. He's like, press, I've been hanging here for like 20 minutes. Can you fucking pull me up, please? It's like. I will call upon my pigeons. My empath is telling me that you really want to see a kiss-off line, but I would like to be saved. Um, so, uh, early idea for the ending of this movie, yeah, which I'm glad they didn't do. <laughs> early idea for the ending of this movie was an intense showdown in a movie theater where Alien would be showing in the background. No. Can you imagine? That's like Too some 2022 much wink, wink. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's Hocus Pocus playing on the TVs while Hocus Pocus 2 is going Does that on. actually happen? Yes. How does that work? It's like... The events of Hocus Pocus really happened and inspired the movie. And Starring the same people? Is, and now this is the first time that it's really happening? I don't know. It's very weird. I can't wrap my head around that at all. It's the horsest of shit. Um, <laughs> so, oh, 
good story about this movie. So yeah. I, I I saw it when I was in junior high. This was like the last gasp of the sleepover era era. Era. So one of my buddies came over, and he was like joking around about how hot Natasha Henstridge was. <laughs> good one. And he's just like, "Oh my god, she's so hot. She's so hot." And then he kicked over my vaporizer and water spilled all over the place. Oh, no. And I was just like, you motherfucker, so much water is on the carpet. It will dry, but you will never sleep over here ever again. Good. I will enjoy species by myself. <laughs> As it's meant to be enjoyed. That was such a good story. I'm so glad I shared it on the podcast. <laughs> um, this movie has the exact same tagline. As 1987's Black Widow starring Deborah Winger. Which just came up two podcasts ago. And that tagline is, she mates, period. She kills, period. <gasps> she mates. She mates. She cute. She cute. <laughs> Metro Golden Mayor <laughs> proudly presents a new film. Oh, by Roger Donaldson. <laughs> from Roger Donaldson. Species. She mates. She kills. She wants the baby John. <laughs> She does want the baby John in this movie. <laughs> Natasha Henstridge is the hottest fucking thing you'll ever see in your natural life. <laughs> it is weird because she doesn't give a great performance, but you watch it and you're like, well, that's a movie star. She gives a good performance of an alien trying to figure things out. She does exactly what's asked Because she's very blank right. in a way right. that like her acting inexperience seems like she's doing something. Yeah. But she pops off the movie in a way yeah. that even the really solid cast doesn't. You know, I mean, again, I think everybody's I'm rooting good. for all of us to die <laughs> because she's such she's so magnetic. Yeah. Uh, all, right. all right. So, ready, species or these '90s no. sci-fi horror movies? Now, to be fair, yeah. I've only liked species for like four hours. That's <laughs> so, fine. You might right. have not liked any of these for all the hours. All right. All right. Good point. All right. Species or Alien 3? Uh, this is blasphemy, but I'll say Species. Species or Alien Resurrection? I kind of like Alien Resurrection. This movie should have been called Alien Erection. Oh, I like where your head is at. Yeah. Um, I might say Alien Resurrection. That movie, like, definitely got a bump from me over the years. Yeah. Like, I really like it now. It's I've always fun. been a fan of it, and I try to be a fan of Alien 3 because there are people who, that's their I like favorite Alien one. 3. I think it's okay. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. Species or Body Snatchers? Body Snatchers. That's a good movie. Yeah. Species or Brain Scan? Species. Brain Scan is weird because it's, like, the best movie ever made and also maybe the worst. <laughs> Don't um, let Trickster hear you say that. No, no. He'll kill you with a uh, CD-ROM or will. something. Uh, Actually, the Cenobites <laughs> of the club will kill you with the CD-ROM. Species or Bride of Reanimator? Uh, species. Species or Carnosaur? Never saw Carnosaur. I'll say Species. Species or Class of 1999? I love Class of 1999. Have you seen it? it? I've only seen Class of 1984. 99 is such a good time. Okay. Species or Cube? Cube is a better movie, but Species. Species or Deep Blue Sea? I mean, if ever there was a tie, right? Like, if ever there was a double feature. <laughs> that has to be a tie. They're practically the same movie. Yeah. Oh my God, Butterball, the sharks got smarter. If we made a trade 
yeah. of Jane and Species with yeah. Madsen and Deep Blue Sea. That would be a pretty sweet movie, too. Interesting. Yeah. I think Madsen could pull off Deep Blue Sea. I don't see Jane pulling off Species. Why? I don't know. Really? Yeah, he doesn't... Um... You want some candy? <laughs> Shoes are foot prisons. <laughs> I'm going to see your feet. Part of the problem is... <laughs> he cooked her up in he, a lab, huh? He would execute everyone on his team <laughs> before they had a chance to kill Syl. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, shoot everybody. They would get into the yeah. cave and he'd be like, well, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, Syl's already dead. And he's just like, no, no. Fuck, shit, no. Damn it, shit. Fuck, no. Mirrors. Um, be careful of the Henstridge. She creates erections. Um, thanks, Kiefer. Um, all right, Species or Deep Rising? Uh, oof. I'm a, I think I'm a deep rising guy. Uh, species or disturbing behavior? Paranoia, paranoia, everybody's coming to get me. I don't think I've seen that since 1999. I so. watched it last Scary Movie Month. And? It's good. Yeah? I like it. Do you it's, own it? No. Okay. It's fun because it's like 80 minutes, too. Because they hacked out like 45 minutes. It's all good. <laughs> uh, Works for me. Species, I'll say. Uh, species could have used a little Harvey Danger yeah. in the club. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Listen, Butterball, it's flagpole sitter. He's <laughs> like, I will tear your soul apart, part, 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 pew, pew, part, part, pew, 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 pew. Yeah. 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 Uh, can I get some pins in my head? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. All right. So, um, Species or Event Horizon? Again, controversial species. Species or Existence? Existence. Species or The Faculty? It's almost another tie. Yeah. Uh, You put them both in front of me, I'm probably watching The Faculty. Species or Flatliners? Um, Flatliners. Species or Frankenhooker? Frankenhooker. Species or Ghost in the Machine? Never saw it. Species is the right answer. <laughs> species or Gremlins 2? Gremlins 2. Species or Hellraiser 4 Bloodline? Uh, species. Species or Hardware? Fuck Richard Stanley. Species. Yes. Uh, species or Island of Dr. Moreau? Speaking of <laughs> Species. Uh, species or The Lawnmower Man? This is going to hurt. Species. Yeah, I don't care. I'll, I'll take Species over the lawnmower, man. That's true. You probably would. Although, if there was ever to play like a Job in Job's War, yeah, and like would take over cyberspace, I would want Cell to take over. Cyberspace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, oh, beyond cyberspill, cyberspill, silver space. <laughs> silver space sounds like she's, silver space is better. She sounds like a like a VR Jewish lady. I'm Silver Space. <laughs> Silver Space is another G.I. Joe guy, and I don't remember the last G.I. Joe guy <laughs> that we joked about, but it's like Silver Space is shut down because it's Yom Kippur. <laughs> um Species or Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? I haven't seen it in a long time. I'll say species. Species or mimic. Species. Species or phantoms. Species. Species or the puppet masters. 
Never saw it. I never saw it either. Species or the Relic? Relic. Species or Screamers? Never saw it. Species or Species 2? <laughs> species. Species or Split Second? Species. Or And the last one is Species or Virus? Species. Yeah. Virus is kind of shitty. I never saw Virus. It's, it's, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. I was up there doing it <laughs> in space. I was curing the virus. I was up there doing it, Stephen. You broke up the tape probing. <laughs> you go, we go, but a ball. <laughs> Poor Butterball is constantly being talked to by Pinhead. He just wants to be left the fuck alone at the club. He's got his sunglasses on. He's trying to... Get his drink on, and Pinhead won't shut the fuck up. Billy Baldwin goes to visit Donald Sutherland in prison, but it's just Pinhead. He's like, "Did the fire look, look at, at you? you? <laughs> Take me on your fire truck, Brian. Did you check that door for heat, Proby?" <laughs> And other lines from Backdraft. It's just Backdraft, but the Rebecca Dormain and De Mornay part is pinhead. You're taking too many chances at work. Brian. Or no. Steven. Steven. No. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Anything else about Species we want to say? No, it's fucking great. You should, everybody should watch it. It was fun. I'm, I was happy to have it as part of my collection. Uh, we've owned it for years, and I've not broken it out to watch it. And watching it today, I was like, I'll watch this movie again. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it more than I expected I would. And yep. so much of it is just like, we used to get movies like this, and we don't now. And when we do, they're kind of shitty. Yeah. I, I, I'm happy to notice more and more as I revisit... A lot, especially '90s horror, that it's it's not just nostalgia. Like a lot of these movies were just really good. Yeah, and I, it was just at a time when critics just didn't like just on its face. If it's horror, they're yeah. gonna say it's bad. Yeah, and there's been a whole generation of you know fans that have grown up and become writers and critics and like fan critics and stuff like that and i feel like a lot of these movies are getting the uh the bump that they deserve so i'm happy to see that well and it feels like it's gone you know part of the reason why they were so hard on the movies is because like the rest of what we were getting theatrically was really solid yeah and horror was considered like this sort of ghettoized genre like b movies and now i feel like the theatrical horror that we're getting is really good Mm -hmm. and Everything else is dog shit. <laughs> you know? It is like, interesting, yeah, because like horror is such a malleable like fran- like genre yeah. where you could just do so much with it, and like especially like dramatically or like thematically, especially too. And it's it's like it's doing the heavy lifting yeah. that like the prestige dramas used to do, and now our prestige dramas are like are like really the prestige are good. Yeah, which I mean, they're good movies in a lot of cases, but they're also like very kind of basic too. Yeah, and by that I mean like John the movie Travolta, basic, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. Basically, Nielsen, the the only movies we get are film. the prestige and basic, basic two, basic harder, <laughs> basicer. They should do basicer, <laughs> basicer. Um, they should do basic two. John Travolta. Yeah, Rennie Harlan, directed by Rennie Harlan. <laughs> a film by John McTiernan. Basic with a vengeance. Basic. <laughs> Live basic or die basic. I saw Basic in a theater. I couldn't tell you one thing about it. 
A good day to basic hard. Yes. Um, I saw basic on DVD and I did not like it. No. And I cannot wait to revisit it <laughs> next year when I can watch 2003 movies. But I still have many 2002 movies to finish. Yes. That's my November. Okay. So Awesome. Well, you guys keep it going with the Scary Movie Challenge. Uh, we will read more seven-word reviews on next week's show. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram. And go to YouTube.com slash FThisMovie to watch reserved seating every Thursday. And we have a Patreon now, Patreon.com slash FThisMovie. We just released an episode on The Munsters. Mm-hmm. I listened uh, to it. It's very good. Well, thank you. We have more stuff coming up this month. So make sure you're checking that out. Thanks again, Adam. This was super fun. Yeah, thank you. Happy scary.